This podcast is for kinky adults only and those of you that might be curious. Hello again. Yes, it's been a while. And yes, it'll continue to be a while. This episode... Thank you for being patient. This episode is uh, one I recorded months ago, and I'm finally, finally releasing it now. It's um, with two people. Megan McCord, who's been on this podcast before. You can just simply search the Massacast website and find her last episode. And her friend, Elena DeLuca. The great thing about it is you can tell when two people are really close, they have this connection. And that definitely came across in this conversation. They have uh, a shorthand that that uh, really comes across. So I hope you enjoy it, and I hope to have another episode out in another few eons. I was, uh, because take a bit of a break on the podcast, I'm like, I want to have some really good people back on for when I return, and I want to get some really, just people I've interviewed in the past, maybe it's been a while since I interviewed, and so I called you, called mm-hmm. I, I messaged you, yeah, and because and I thought, Here's someone who's awesome, who was awesome before, and I only had it. I only had you on once. Yeah. Right. And I'm like that's a criminal offense right there. Well, you usually only have people on once. Well, so, I mean, whatever. Are there are there multiple offenders? There, well, there are a couple of multiple. There's offenders. a couple of people who've been on yeah, multiple yeah, times, yeah. but um, uh, I thought, oh, well, fuck. Oh, she she owes us because Saad gave her a Rodigio last time. Yes. So um, and up. and you said, <laughs> can I have my friend? Elena, come on, because yeah, uh, we are a comedy duo. We're BDSM comedy routine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I sure. wouldn't quite call us a duo. No, because we're kind of one person. We really <laughs> kind of are. Okay, so basically I'm six foot two and she's five foot two. Two. <laughs> so we're the same person. You're six foot two? I'm six foot two. We've oh, cool people are six before. foot two. Yeah, we that's did, right. We did this before right. on the first one. Um, Norwegian? So, uh, no, German, Welsh, Irish. All right. Well, you're 50% cool. I feel cool. like you <laughs> like really cool. bummed him out. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm six foot two and I fucked it up. I'm six foot two. She's five foot two. We're the same person, except she has tits and I have ass. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like... Have you seen the movie Twins? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Did you just call me Danny DeVito? first of all i called you neither of it i was just making top just conversation i was making conversation it had nothing to do with this we were just talking about before the start you guys were through talking about different dominant names Mm. naming conventions Mm. there's mystric six six whatever it was dominant i don't know whatever anyway governor is a new one you could use right yes uh so let's talk how did you guys meet we met in a car. <laughs> I was going to say through friends. Yeah, we went we went through friends, but I very specifically remember when, when we met, and it was when Abraham was serving me, mm-hmm. and we... Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. You yeah. were in the front seat, I was in the back seat. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Chatting with and, you. and we were going to have dinner at Sybil's. Yeah. Because um, Sybil asked Abe, why are you so happy? And he was like, hee hee. And Sybil was like, well, I have to meet her. And we went and picked you up, and yeah, we met in a car. <laughs> and then we better went... details than me. I'm like, I remember we had like dinner at Sybil's. Yeah, like, we had dinner at Sybil's, <laughs> and um, we didn't really, really become like good friends until um, you <laughs> moved 
back to New York and went for a drunk brunch and saw that The Shining was playing in Central Park. And Have you seen I, The Shining? We yes. did. See what I, I did? So, so The Shining was playing in Central Park. And, the, and she texted me and she was like, The Shining's playing in Central Park. I know you live uptown. Because um, I bring was a blanket. Like, it was literally like playing in like 45 minutes. And I started calling like everyone I knew being like, but and I was like, I don't really know this bitch, but I know she said she lives on the Upper West Side-ish. Like, she's somewhere near here. Yeah. Let me see if she can make it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you were like, I just got in from yoga and I was thinking my post-yoga drink. <laughs> so I guess instead I'll come there. <laughs> So she, so she was like, if you bring a blanket, I'll get the vodka. And here we fucking are. Yeah. Actually, I moved in with you like, the next day. Holy shit. That's pretty good. Okay, so I was I, going through a lot. And so was um, I. And I was going out to LA to feature at Den of Iniquity. And I needed somebody to take care of my cat. And I hadn't really planned that part yet. And I was like, well, if your dog and my cat get along and you need a place to crash for a little bit while you figure shit out, you know. Yeah, I I had lost my apartment the year earlier in Sandy. And then so I was just get a new apartment that had been like Sandy damaged and was supposed to be being redone. Right. And so I, my, my neighbors had like lined, they got, they'd moved into this like two family house and they were like, you should get the apartment below us. And, um, so they were like, it's not done yet, but stay with us. And so I was staying with them while it was supposed to be done. And then the work never got done and it got so bad. They ended up suing the landlord. Jeez. Like it was a whole thing. And I was in LA for the summer to like get out of their hair while I was waiting for my apartment. That still wasn't done. And basically came back and like, cause I, I called them and be like, Hey, just like check in what's going on. Like I'm not due back for like a month. And they were like, Oh, it's great that you called. We see the landlord. We have to move like next week. Um, so what do you want us to do with your stuff? And I like had to emergency get on a plane. Oh, and like, had like nowhere to go and everything. And then I was like living with a friend when like all my stuff had been destroyed from the damage. Like, cause the, the, my stuff was being stored in the damage department. Right. So everything I owned got destroyed. So basically I lost the apartment to Sandy. And then a year later I lost everything I owned to Sandy. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a really fun thing. And yeah. then like. Yeah happened to run her and I was like yeah basically I'm like crashing on couches and stuff and I have nowhere to go and like I yeah I was like I had to drop my dog off at Flatbush <laughs> I'm living and in Harlem through a breakup <laughs> I wasn't working like and then I just <laughs> like, I sure you're done for a while <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to ruin it for you I don't want to but here's I, I lost everything in a natural disaster once and you will find like 10 years ago 10 years from now you'll 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 be Saying to yourself, oh, I remember I had that thing. Oh, no, I lost that in the yep. flood or yeah, I lost it in whatever. Oh, there you have like a before. But I'm like, I like watching old videos and I'm like, God, I missed the, oh yeah, no, those boots got destroyed. Like right. I remember like, it was funny when I, so when I came back, like I emergency flew back because I was like, oh, we have to move this week. Great. And I got there and like they had my stuff stored in the like garage that had been like the landlord as part of the fight had taken it apart, the garage. Right. And so it'd been a rainy summer and all my stuff got ruined with mold. And, um, so when I got back and all, I was like, they weren't home yet. And I was like, when I got home, I was like, Hey guys, great. If you let me in the garage, like if it was locked, I was like, I need to like get myself so I can like put on pajamas. And they were like, Oh, you don't want to touch that. It's all, it's all ruined. It's all moldy. So the next day when I like deep dove into it, the first thing I opened on top of everything, like it was like a gift from God on top of everything was this flask full of tequila which is hilarious because I don't really drink tequila and I'm like, God knows how long I'd had this flask and right. like 
like it was always like people like to give me flasks. I have like several of them, like every so often. Well, like that, flask that, bracelet. That, yeah, flask it could be a sign like, of a problem, I think. But it's funny because like they'll end up full and then they'll just be full in my cabinet right. for like yeah. like flask bracelet was like yeah. eventually I was like realized one day I was like, Oh my god, there is vodka in my house and like tried to open it and I couldn't. <laughs> um, so literally like the first thing I opened was this flask of tequila and I was like, interesting and like put it aside and then deep dove in and I was like, Now I see. Like like someone, like some guardian angel was like, you're going to need this. Right, right, (laughs) right. Made sure that was on top of the first thing I opened. So you you called her... And no, I to go to see The Shining. Yeah, so while we were watching The Shining, because I talked through everything we watched. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was telling her everything that was going on, and she was like, "You can crash at my place if you need." And as long as, as long as her dog and my cat got along. Yeah, right. so like, I mean, now they're hetero life mates. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. yeah. How long ago was that? Five years ago. Oh wow! So you've been. I think like it that. was like right. Because what Sandy it was, was two thousand twelve. It, so it was like two thousand thirteen. Yeah, it was literally like two months before. I I did the first Massacast. Yeah, I always tell yeah, people I it's a life-changing thing to it do on really the podcast. Is. It really does. It, it is. really is. I mean, then she ends up with a wayward dom on her couch. Sure. And yeah. she, and right. she, her cat gets a hetero life mate. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No, everything's <laughs> completely different now. You're welcome. Than when we first you're met. Welcome. You're welcome. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there are things you're to blame for. Oh, too. fuck. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious about your origin story. How um, you got into kink. How do you, how'd you, how did you become the kinky person you are today? Uh, well, it's funny, I always, like, so I actually didn't really have much exposure to BDSM until I got into the pro world. Right. Um, but I was always, like, it was, for me, like, becoming, like, a pro dom was kind of like, oh, there's a name for that. Right. Um, so I, I kind of just felt like I needed to go back and hand out a lot of apologies. Right. It, it's more <laughs> not that I, I learned about kink, it's that I learned about consent. Right. Like, I was just kind of doing these things. I was always, um, it, it all just very well fit eventually to like what I eventually, you know, became as a mistress. Um, but basically how I became a mistress was like, I had a roommate that had a girlfriend that was a pro dom and, um, I was between jobs and my roommate and his girlfriend were kind of like, if you need to pay rent, like, right. so it was kind of like, you need to pay rent. And she's like, I know a way like, um, so that I, I, I kind of, it was funny because I having no exposure was very like, Oh, I wouldn't know what to do and I wouldn't know what to wear. Like, and then I found an ad that was like, we will train you and we have clothes you can borrow. And I was like, well, those are my two holdbacks. Um, and so kind of like for a second sat there and was like, well, those are the only two reasons I said I wouldn't do it. So if there's no other reason, then I mean, obviously I have to do it. Like, um, cause if I don't, then it means I have some other moral objection. Right. And so checked with myself and yeah, I was like no moral objection and went for it. That's a very common story I hear of people who, you know, they had, they did this thing. They had a name. They just didn't have a name yeah, for I it. Yeah, I kind of just like, I, it was funny. Like when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm totally vanilla. And then I was like doing things and I'm like, oh, I was like. That's not what vanilla people are doing. Right, right. <laughs> and our running joke is cuckolding is emasculating. Because did you know this? Uh, I, I was very aware of this. Really? But apparently it, it is it's, a thing. It's, yeah, apparently a thing. it's a thing. It's a thing where guys people don't realize find that out. cuckolding was emasculating <laughs> until it hits them right in the face. Wait, okay, let's talk about this. Hold on. So okay. Well, this is a great story because it stems from your fault. It's Oh, shit. <laughs> 
we should have brought vodka. We really should have sip it during this <laughs> story. Oh god. Seriously, uh, watch the Americans. It's very good. <laughs> Not to change the subject. Okay, so right, why so is this gonna, my fault? We're gonna go down this rabbit hole. Sure. Oh, here All we right. are. We're already like oh, we're here. Your head, like the world's upside. Wait, down. wait, wait, wait. I, before, because I don't want to miss out on this part. I don't. There's one. Hold that thought. Uh, oh, so yeah. you went. You 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 were at a house, and you always hear. Yeah, I heard. I hear. I hear. I hear different. I you hear stories of people who are they go to work for a house, and it's a really bad experience because of the people involved, very exploitative or whatever, and they don't really learn, and it's just sort of like. And then you hear. And then you hear the opposite of true, where, where people are like, uh, it was a very nurturing environment, very educational. Uh, okay, I don't even have to finish the question because I can tell you already have the answer to this question. You're like, shut up. I've already got the answer. Uh, so I, I started at Jasmine's. Okay. Which anyone who knows Jasmine's knows already with the answer to that question. Right. Um, so, For those people who don't know. Um, yeah, basically the best way to describe Jasmine's is a friend described it to me one day we were at work and she just turns to me and she's like, you know, I never believed in souls until I started working here, and I felt mine slowly oh, God. in a way. <laughs> what was it? What was it that was so? Uh, well, one they they owned your soul, right. and they were quite pissed if they felt there was any inkling of your soul they didn't own. And uh, like, I wasn't even allowed to say like I couldn't even say on Facebook that I'm a professional dom. You were not allowed to say on the internet anywhere because they had to handle all of your marketing. Right. So when and you they took a cut of before the marketing. Like, oh, and... to they, fetish fortress. They, what? It's like fetish fortress. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's what I've heard in mm. memory. But mm. and uh, they used a lot of scare tactics to keep us there. They just let us know that like you think it's bad here, it's way worse at this dungeon. They force you to do free sessions with the owner at that dungeon. You're not even allowed to plug your phone in because you're using their electricity. Jesus like, fucking Christ! Like it, they really went in hard on the Stockholm syndrome. Um. So this never worked on me. Right. And the owner and I. We didn't, we didn't get along. Right. No, we, like, honestly, uh, so I was fired from Jasmine's. Right. Um, which is funny because when I tell the story, people are just like, the fuck do you have to do get fired from a New York City dungeon? Like, right. Because they will take anyone and they will hold you there. They want your soul. Sure, they right. They keep you. I've actually been fired from two. Because... Um, <laughs> It's pretty good. You didn't know I got fired from my second one, too. Oh, you know, you just no, that's Abe. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Abe yeah, helping yeah, get yeah. my stuff. And I knew I was getting fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, actually, so I uh, I always equated to, like, in high school, I took a class that, like, I didn't know. I took this music class that I thought was something totally different. Right. And it ended up being really annoying. And, I, and it was actually supposed to be taught by a teacher I liked. And then it was taught by one that hated me. So I actually, like, it was an elective, so I kind of went in there with the little, like, I'm going to do everything I can to fail this class. Right. Which actually, like, failing a class with, like, a 40 is easy. Failing a class with, like, a 12 is really <laughs> hard. Like, you really have to work your ass off right. to fail that badly. And that was me at Jasmine's. Um, so, so I was constantly at odds with the owner. Right. And, uh, like... Constantly. Right. And so he has cameras um, in all the, like, all the common areas. And, uh, does so, this guy, I, I don't admit, does this guy have a beard and look really slimy? Yeah, I mean, like... he is slimy. Right. He's, he's, so okay. he speaks a special brand of broken English. Okay. We used to... <laughs> he it, it's you're it's not necessarily any one specific language is broken English, right? But he speaks a very weird broken English. Um, 
And so we'd put up signs everywhere telling us what to do. Like, one of my favorites was that, um, so we were drug-free and gossip-free. Right. But instead he wrote, girls here are, and he wrote, like, in, like, tiny font, there was, like, girls here are. And then in massive, gigantic, like, poster-sized font, all caps, free drugs, free gossip. Right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we were always like, where's our free drugs and free gossip? Right, right, right. <laughs> we used to, like, correct. Did you hear they get free drugs yeah, here? We would, like, do quick grammar corrections on right. his... And that would make him very happy, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, no, it really... So eventually he stopped putting it on the walls and started just having the phone girl walk around with the sign and making us all sign that we saw it. Oh, jeez. Because then we couldn't have it on the wall to correct it. Um, But basically, so it came down to eventually him and I getting in a fight and, like, he was constantly, like... Right. Trying to do things. He would do annoying things, like, he would sit at home and watch the camera. So he'd, like, be in the kitchen and the phone in the kitchen would ring and it'd be like, close the door. And you're like... Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> all right that'll close the door um so like um things like that so actually it's funny i didn't think they had sound apparently they did oh god um because so this is how i ended up my second dungeon was because he heard something i said to someone um but basically they used all these scare tactics so like i was petrified when i got fired basically i was like i was like great i guess i'm not a pro dom anymore because right. i'm not i like i didn't know how to go independent because they really had us on lockdown. I right. had no clue how to do anything out there on my own and, like, was petrified to go to the other dungeons. Um, but basically, I got fired because, so, he, like, we got in a fight. I, I had annoyed him, as per usual. Um, and so, he, like, had the phone girl call me in one day and was like, so, listen, something had happened months earlier when I was in a session with another girl and the other girl peed in a cup and she took one of the cups from the kitchen. Just one of the millions of cheap plastic cups that he probably paid like 10 bucks for a hundred, you know? Um, and so she peed in the cup and at the end of the session, we were both like, we should just throw that out instead of putting it back in the kitchen where the girls will drink from it. Months later, he decides he's annoyed with me. So he has a phone girl call me in and she's like, so listen, um, you're being docked $200 from your pay because you've been pissing in cups and throwing them away. And he has to buy an entire new set of cups because of you. And I was like, no, Right. <laughs> so I was like, this motherfucker, and he's not even here to do it himself. Right. So I ran around the dungeon, and, and Jasmine's is gigantic. There's like 10 rooms. Right. I ran around the dungeon to every single camera and flipped it off. Right. It took me like 10 minutes. Sure. Like I had to like run, run, run. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, run, 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 fuck you, fuck you, like right. to every single camera in the dungeon. And so, two days later, I get an email from him that I'm fired. Right. And um, basically, he's just so angry at this point. He's like, he doesn't even fire me for the flipping off the cameras. He fires me, he literally names, like, three other girls that had all done totally fireable offenses, but didn't get fired for them. Right. They just ended up quitting or got fired for other things. And he, and like, we all knew about these things. So he was like, this girl did this, this girl did that, and this one did this. No. Now I say you did all three of those things and you were fired for those things. Right. So so I forwarded the email to everyone. Right. (laughs) I was like, because I'm cleaning out my locker and they're like, why did you get fired? I'm like, because Eden did this, because Marcy did that. 
That's what I'm fired for. <laughs> is he still in business? Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Uh, they changed the name they and they changed. moved locations. Yeah. Uh, there was a while there where they kept hiring girls that were just there to be writers. That right. just, like, worked for a night right. to write a story about being a dom. And they gave out way too many details oh, about shit. The, how the place was right. run and what it looked like and, like, the front of the... That's here in the city? Yeah. yeah. How do I... Uh, uh, so I they moved yeah. it and they changed the name. Um, but it's still the exact same website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the new space is apparently beautiful yeah that's i mean they called it like you know like they call some places that are like known for doing extras like jack shacks right jasmine's was the handjob palace right because it was a beautiful space and like militantly clean because honestly like if you left one fingerprint on a mirror right. you got you got fined i have like, a new fetish mm-hmm. now and that's unionizing a house of kink <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah when you talk you girls that talked union got fired <laughs> Comrades, yeah. we need to do this. Yeah, it was special, but basically, when he fired me, his sex work. People, it happens. You can they do it all over. Yeah, really? everyone yeah, could they, be. First of I all, like a lot of people are against it because then you'd have to have our real names on things. No, no, actually, no. The uh, IWW uh, Industrial Workers of the World, the Wobblies. There is a sex worker union. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there is a chapter of the IWW that's all sex sex workers. Interesting. I, you, I always hear conflicting, not conflicting, you'll, you'll hear two sides to this coin, right? You'll hear the people who will talk about these exploitive tactics and all and everything. And then you also hear people who find it very liberating and very, you know, once they either are around the right people or learn how to do it themselves or whatever, that uh, it's a very liberating thing. Mm-hmm. And um we have, to live, we have to unionize these people. Like, that like, was really... one thing about me there is that it ate, it ate girls' souls. And it did right. terrible. Like, it really it Be, Being a house dom does, yeah. does eat your soul. Yeah. Like, I do miss the camaraderie. And, and some of my best friends came out of being a house dom at Pandora's Box. But I do not miss the soul-crushing sitting shift. Right. Yeah. It... it, it very much, I, I like being able to take the types of sessions that I want because right. we don't have a choice mm-hmm. when you're when you're a house dom to say no. Yeah, um, it's like you have session, you do it, right. mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, and I like being able to to do it on my own time right. when mm-hmm. when I want to and not having to go because you know some nights were great, some nights you didn't make any money. That's yeah. just the reality right. of the situation. And, you know, sitting somewhere for 10 hours and not making any money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have a vanilla job and then getting up and going to the vanilla job at 9 a.m. Right. It's soul crushing. It's like, what did I just do? Like, I could have been sleeping. Right. I could have. Could have been sleeping. Um, <laughs> I, I, so, I, so the so the the, the whole dynamic of, of the house is, and you're also not making as much as you should be. Right. They take a, a larger cut. Prostitutes get a better cut than dominatrices right. do working at a house. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who uh, she was uh, submissive, but she did pro work, and um, she would get bored and just chat. With me, right? Mm. So we just go, we check, and uh, it was sort of like two submissives just bitching about things. Yeah. But uh, I always had it in my brain. This is when I first moved here, and I didn't know any pros except for her. So she would she would tell me these things that she said was happening at this house she was working at. Then I found out, like after a couple months, that these were all lies, just to 
make me go, really? She's like, sorry, I was in a tickle fight with uh, some of the other pros here. I was like, really? Sorry, a pillow fight broke yeah. out, and then uh, and then some. Uh, I mean, sometimes it was we, like and then that. We just like tied each other up. Right. And, like... I mean, sometimes it was like that though. It just was... <laughs> right. we had a, like we were in our um our dressing room was like about half the size of your living room. We had a couch, and at first we had like a little like butterfly chair, and then they replaced it with those like IKEA chairs, where it's all like one piece of it that goes like from the top to the you know like right. that right. S shape almost like so you could just barely fit two of those in the space between the couch and the lockers. Right. But if you sat in the one closer to the lockers, you had to get up every time the girls that you know needed those lockers were there. Um, and so this was all of our space, and sometimes there was like. 20 25 girls on shift right and there was a study so we had a wall of lockers and there was one locker missing the door so you know we could use it and that was the napping area you'd put your head in the cubby and like it was funny like when it was busy you either got to sit on the couch or you got a couch cushion right you didn't get both right yeah that was just never gonna happen like so you'd have everyone just like in lingerie because like a meat might come in at any time like basically entangled in each other on the floor like and it was like a slow day like it was like we laughed you're like on slow days where like the the clients got the best because we'd all be doing each other's hair and makeup like we'd be super dolled up on days where there's no one coming in because we were so fucking bored when they gave us netflix like the extra chair first of all like it was one of those things where, like, it, like, revolutionized our lives. Right. And there was a second chair. Like, it made us so exponentially more happy. Like, because we, like, conditions were so bad. Right. But an extra chair. <laughs> and then they brought in a TV and gave us Netflix. And it was, like, this amazing, like, yeah, like, we were suddenly so, and, like, when you leave it, when you realize, like, how bad things had to be that something so small made the world such a more amazing, exciting place. Right. Also, 25 doms fighting over what to watch on Netflix. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Well. Got really sick of watching the L word. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so much L word. Like, and there was an Australian show about a brothel that we watched all the time. All the time. Because no one could agree on anything except for those two things. <laughs> <laughs> but you were watching and like, oh my God, they're treated better than we are. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I found out later, like, because she kept upping the things that would happen there. Mm-hmm. And. There's, there's like the monkey brain that will buy into anything mm-hmm. when it comes to sex, but it, it got to a point where it was clear, like, there's no way that you guys were transported to another dimension where, you know, <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> think that really happened. Right, right. I was talking to a friend who, she's no, she no longer is a pro, but for her, when she became a pro, is a very, um, uh, it was a very liberating experience for her personally, mm. because she had, I, I'm not going to, I'm not giving any she she was abused early in her life Mm -hmm. and always viewed sex and anything sexual as being very negative right Mm -hmm. and then she discovered being a pro and she reclaimed like this whole she's like i was able to reclaim sex again and it was like this whole thing for her as being totally liberating and i never thought about that i've always thought about it the opposite end of of the person like who goes to a pro and and explores that part of themselves but for her it was she said for her it was the exploration of it was a bigger deal for her to liberate herself and then mm-hmm. she got into the lifestyle and she realized mm-hmm. that that was a big thing and that she was able to enjoy sex and sexual things again because of it um do, do now you've kind of been in the, I, your, your parents are kinky so you've I, part I, of always I, been it, it's it's 
it's my normal. That's I, your normal. And, I, and I don't realize. I don't realize that it's not everybody's normal. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just my normal, much like much like holistic healing has always been my normal because holistic healing is something that my dad does as well. Right. So it's just like, this is my normal. Right. That's just... That's just there, how there, it is, there, right? there was no light bulb moment. There was no major shift in in who who I am it just it just is right did you experience anything like a light bulb moment or anything like that I mean you said you were kind of you had those tendencies beforehand but yeah it was just more of a realization that like this was a thing this wasn't normal this wasn't what everyone was doing right um yeah I just I always thought like what I was doing was just the way things were right um because, I mean, not having exposure was, like, I didn't learn about it as something else. It was just what I was, what I was doing. So when you saw, when you saw like, media depictions of, like, uh, dominatrixes or something like that, there wasn't a connection there because it was just some, know, it was just some weird person. I always something, like, further out and right. weirder. But it was always something that intrigued me. Like, in high school, I used to, like, being the smartass that I am, like... <laughs> There's the theme and the way I behaved at Jasmine's kind of right me in life. Anytime there's an authority figure over me, right? Um, so I uh, in high school, like people would always be like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I would like joke around, like, "Oh, me and my best friend are going to be tag team dominatrixes. I'm assault and she's battery." Like, right, right. like just to be an ass. Like I would say, like I always said things like this. I always like you know, like was intrigued by it, but I always thought it was like something totally different from what I was doing. Cause that's the way society puts it as sure. like, it's this other thing. Right. And so that's why I, when I say like, I didn't have exposure to it, like I didn't actually get to learn about it. I just saw like the mainstream media being like, that's the crazy shit that people do over there. Right. You know, that's what I, so I always thought it was like something way further out. Right. And then when I realized I'm like, huh, the way that I hold my relationships, the way that I am with men, the way that I am sexually is actually considered kinky. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize this was. But I suppose it, ha- yeah. it probably helped to put to be able to put names to things, and I yeah, and it definitely it. helped me explore more and help me become comfortable right. with things. And it was funny because then I like first when I first became a pro dom, I remember like telling my friends. And when I was like, tell my friends, they'd all be like, what? I can't see that about you. Like, that's like crazy. Cause I'm like, a lot of times my hair is in a bun. I wear glasses, that crochet. I wear really? cardigans. Cause my friends were like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, every man, <laughs> every guy that I told that I like, anyone that I dated that I told, they were like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Right. Like, of course I completely see that. Like I were actually... My most recent boyfriend, I, we had had a, a long history where we like almost dated like 10 years. And I remember he was like, literally said to me when I told him, he was like, you destroy men for a living? Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. <laughs> and I was like, huh, I guess that's why we're not actually dating. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was funny, like a lot of my friends are like, you're like a librarian type. Like I couldn't imagine it. And so like, I, I joked for a long time, I based my Dom persona on him. There's this really terrible movie, Tomcats. Oh, yeah, I've seen oh, it. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's a really, like, there's a whole scene where he, like, picks up a librarian. Right. And they get back to her house, and she's all, like, meek and quiet. And then she, like, uses the stuffed animals to chain him to the bed. Right. Like, 
I was like, that's me. Like, I'm wearing this little sundress, my hair is in a bun, and I'm wearing glasses, and then let me put on my corset and boots. I, if, if memory serves, because this, this made the rounds in these submissive men fantasy things. If, mem- if memory serves, there's like a grandma that comes in and also Yes, here's granny. And I, I remember watching the movie, and I'm like, I gotta see this, right? And I'm watching it, and then like, the granny thing is just like, oh, wait, come on, you've ruined it for everyone. It's just, there's a grand... Yeah, Nobody, that's a huge fetish too. I suppose yeah. it is. I it suppose is. it is. But they're supposed to cater this towards me, damn it. It's oh, all about is. me. <laughs> so let's talk about how the podcast ruined yes. your life. Yes. Let's get back to that. All right. This <laughs> wait, it ruined? You no, said it, you said it. It's there's your fault. Uh, oh yeah, no, fault. no, it's yeah. your oh, fault. Oh, okay. It didn't I mean, you know, it it's a fucking good story. Yeah, it's a great story. Um, okay. So, kids. all right, let's settle in for a good story, kids. Oh I got my water, I got my rock, I'm good to go. All right. All right, so what happened was, <laughs> I did the podcast about five years ago. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and it, it helped me get clients, and, and oh, you know, okay. you have a following. So, um, there was a particular gentleman um, who listened to the podcast and started calling me on Night Plurn. And, you know, things were in limbo when I, when I did the podcast and then, you know, got full-time job and then, you know, shit went to shit and, you know, emailed all of my semi-regular clients like, okay, you know, I'm unemployed yet again. Like I have to get shit going. Mm -hmm. And he and I started talking pretty much daily and it turned into, you know, let me just send you money directly instead of going through night flirt and, and we we became friends and and we're very fond of each other and you know i went um to see him he did not live in in new york city and um had a great time and you know thank you very much for the new computer thank you very much for the credit card and your pin number like really just all the good stuff and i was going to go see him again like two or three months later and i've I don't know how long you've been following me on Twitter, but I've been tweeting for years about how I want a client to buy me a male prostitute. Okay. I will like send links, be like, who's going to buy me this? Right. And, and he was like, I, I, I will buy you one. So I called this particular service and booked it and, you know, explained to the, the person the, the situation and it was cool and all of that. And, you know, I go down there and... Well, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. Yes. We're missing a whole section here. What? So, what was the appeal of hiring a male prostitute? Because I can. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, I understand that. <laughs> I understand. Because people that you can pay to have sex with you are great. <laughs> yeah. okay. That sounds great. Because men do it all the time. Okay, sure. Men do okay. it all the time. It was something like, I just... Hashtag not all men. Um, <laughs> Is it just because you like wanted a professional experience? Yes, and 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 I wanted somebody to buy it for me. Okay, so and what qualities it, are you looking for in a like what? What are the? What kind of a male prostitute do you do you go for the suit and tie guy? Do you go for the lumberjack? Do you go for the tall European? Yes, I like the suit and tie guy. Or okay. so I like the jeans and t shirt guy. So he was a jeans and t shirt guy, European, really sweet. Really what? 
dumb. Dumb. Really sweet. Yeah, really you, dumb. And you wanted someone dumb. No. Yeah. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. It was. It was the point where it's like, sweetie, just shh. It's okay. Just stand there and look pretty. Do, now, was his name like Thad Huxtingson? What What was his name? I can't remember. I can't remember. Either. Wait, you were with? No, oh, no, you, no, you no, heard the story. No, you heard the story. No, no, she's, she lived it with attacks. me. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> so, but you didn't request dumb. No, I didn't request dumb. It was just like, the bio, oh, well, the I, bio made him seem smart. It made him seem smart, but like, you know, that's what they do. But you know, I explained he the situation to the person booking, booking the session and was like, who would be up for this? Because my client wanted to be in the room. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like a full, and I have like a full cuckolding fantasy like this this was like a tuck tick the box on, right. on my dom list like i want to do a full cuckolding scene right and um so he he gave the i'm imagining the, the emails you're gonna get after this the comes people out oh yeah no yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably not gonna happen okay um, when we get this. to the end of this story okay <laughs> So you pick him, you pick him out. So we pick him out, and 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 he was down, and like book him, and like send him the deposit and everything, because you know I'm a good sex worker. When a sex worker asks for a deposit, you fucking send the deposit. This yeah. is this is like the this, this person like, probably thought he won the lottery in multiple ways. Right. Right. <laughs> so get down there. My client and I have a wonderful day beforehand together. He was he was having some like reservations, and I was like, look, and I was I said. You take some time, you think about it, you need to not let me know by X time. This is not the pro, this no, is the this guy. No, is, this is the, my client. Okay, you're And fine. I was like, if, if you really don't want to do this, that is totally fine. We lose the deposit, fine, whatever. And But you need to let me know by, by X time. What were the I'm, reservations? Um... It, he was basically in love with me and 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 didn't think that he could go through with watching me sure. fuck another man. Sure. Valid. But I'm like, I'm not going to be that sex worker that, that cancels on another sex worker an hour before. I was like, we need to let this guy know because if he has, you know, he could be saying no to other bookings mm-hmm. or whatever. I was like, I feel we need to give him at least 12 hours notice if right. we're going to cancel. He decides to go through with it, and I'm like, fine. All right, so we're going through with it. So once that was that decision was made, I'm like, we're doing this. Right. <laughs> I gave you the opportunity to call Red. You didn't take it. Right. I'm fucking the hooker. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so he's here. He has a dick. Like, this this is me. what's happening in your life now. Right. <laughs> so I gave the hooker downstairs for drinks. Super sweet. Totally, like... Totally gets the situation. Totally, you know, the whole thing. Go upstairs, and I saw the look on his face, and I knew that I should have said no, but it's in me, like, I was like, I'm fucking the hooker. Right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So I know where I went wrong on that, but at the same time, I wasn't going to back down from the situation, because I'm like, he was right there. (laughs) So... I mean, I would too. (laughs) I know. I was just, yeah. So <laughs> it's not every day you get to fuck a dumb guy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I'd be like, listen, you paid for this beautiful man to have sex with me, and I want to have sex with him. Right? right. We're in this. You yeah, like, like, like this is what we're this. doing now. <laughs> this is your life. My you dad just taking right. the wheel, and it is doing this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I went through with it. It was all right. It was, you know, it, 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 you know, it wasn't mind blowing, but but I also don't 
like, I don't know, anonymous sex doesn't really do it for me now in my old age, I guess. But it was fun. Like, it was a good experience. He was really sweet. I couldn't get him out of the room fast enough. Um, <laughs> of course, my client's wife is calling during. There's a problem with the children. Like, it was just a whole host of, like, everything that could have, you know, kind of gone wrong with that. <laughs> right. So he has to bail immediately. He, like, couldn't deal with it. The client has to bail it. immediately. Like, couldn't... Yeah, it, it, it basically, it ruined it ruined our relationship. I mean, we, we had it back for a little bit, but, um, yeah, that whole situation just ruined He, like, didn't want to have anything to do with me for the rest of my time when I was in that city. My dad had to cancel, counsel me through it. Oh, wow. Yeah, my father. You know how weird that is? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> my dad has had clients that have tried this and then... You know, I'm telling my mom what happened because she knew what was going on. And she's like, do you want to talk to your father, sweetie? I was like, no, I don't really want to <laughs> right, talk to right, my father. Right. She's like, no, but he has experience with this. So my dad counseled me through right. it and everything was fine. But yeah, so my first podcast with you brought me there. So basically it's your fault. So it's my fault. That so, this. so, so the whole cuckolding is emasculating thing. When, when the, my client and I were talking about it, we were talking through it and trying to figure out like where we stand. He was like, I just, you know, through the whole thing, he was just like, I, 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 I couldn't deal with how, how emasculating it was. Was this a fantasy? Of- it was a fantasy of his too. And he literally said, I just, it was so emasculating. And I just burst out laughing. Isn't that the point, though? Isn't that the point? So I burst out laughing that he didn't realize the cuckolding was emasculating. So what is the... So... (laughs) Because this is... There's a a lot of this. It Mm. is impossible. I mean, you cannot go on, like, a a forum about female domination without seeing, like, half of the posts about this, right? About people asking about this. I mean, it's a big thing, right? Yeah. Um... So, but I know tons of people have that thing, right? Yeah. Um, but what what do you think is the is that there's a how is there a disconnect between I I just assume people who fantasize about that that the emasculation part was part of it. You would think, right? That's why I found it so hilarious because I didn't realize that he didn't realize because if you look up cuckolding right. in the dictionary. It's right there. Right. I mean, just, isn't that like, isn't that like the common thread of all the, like, when someone talks about it, when someone writes about it, about, mm. like, like, like it's a thing of theirs. When, when you hear, I mean, whenever I've seen any, like, people writing about what the appeals to them about, because, I mean, quite often, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll research, like, why are, what is the story with this? What is, what's going on? Uh, as there's a podcast called, why are people into that? Mm. I'm, I'm curious about what, like, and I, I'm just curious to learn why this is a thing, because either I'll talk to a person on the podcast or just whatever, just because I'm curious, right? Right. And um, I I could under, like, I could, whenever someone wrote about it, I could understand. Sometimes I'd write about, oh, I just love seeing my partner being pleasured and, and enjoying it, right? Yeah. But that's not what they usually talk about. Usually they talk about being humiliated, being talked down to or whatever, right. or, you know? Um which I've never understood humiliation to begin with. So, okay. That's a, that's another thing like, okay, that's in that realm. Mm. But what, 
when he fantasized about it, did he explain what the appeal was to I him? I think or? it was it was more giving me something that I wanted. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he was very into making sure that I was okay and and giving me things that I want and making me happy. Right. Um, and the way he did that was buying me a guy. Uh, if you could go back and do it again. Let, or let's say if the let's say I'm sure let, let's back up. I'm sure there's someone listening to this right now mm. who is like, I really want to buy her a hooker now, right? <laughs> now, first of all, well, I'm not allowed to use that service anymore. That's a whole other story. Oh God! Whoa! <laughs> We're not going to get it. We're that. not going. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> but uh, my God, how are we? Gonna... You can't just say. I had that. a very interesting 40th birthday. Okay. okay. <laughs> so much so that you broke a service. Uh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so they're like, no more. <laughs> She's been listen. Yeah, I, no, I've yeah. There are people who have limps, permanent limps now. And... I no, no, no. They, they, they. I use the service again for my 40th birthday, and 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 the particular gentleman that I booked was not good at his job, and. Uh, Elena got pissed and uh, she tweeted and then it kind of got picked up around the world. Holy shit. Yeah. Widow did this? No, Elena. Oh, oh, sorry. Elena I think she... did this. Yeah. Um, she should be here for this. Okay. I know she's we'll, in the we'll, ladies we'll, we'll room back, right now. We'll come, we'll come back. We'll, we'll come back. To <laughs> we'll that. circle back on my 40th if, birthday. If it's public already, I mean. I mean, it's on Twitter. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm never the, on tw- the, the internet knows it happened. I'm never on I'm Twitter, not- so I'm not, you know, no, no offense. I just, I don't follow anyone. I mean, I follow people, but I'm just never on there. Right. right, right. Um, now that you've hired male prostitutes, because I'm sure there's someone who out there who wants to hire a male prostitute, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what suggestions would you give them? Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I, I, <sighs> Is it because you can get the milk for free elsewhere? Or? No. So my experience with the first one was was quite nice. Was right. quite pleasurable, even though he just dumb as rocks. And I'm I'm attracted to intelligence, but really sweet kid, fun time. It was just the the dynamic between myself and my client that didn't make it work. Um, there is a show I don't know if you've seen it on Vice called Slut Ever. Mm-mm. You should watch it. And the first episode is. The host of the show, and I can't remember her name. I feel so bad right now because I think she's fantastic. Um, going around trying to to pay for pleasure and right. all the different types of you know pleasure a woman can receive, and 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 basically trying to get a male prostitute. Right. And she used the same service that I used, and um, the guy basically told her, "I'm just here for time and companionship." Right. And I feel like that's the racket that they're running now. What do you mean? That. They're not so, actually so having sex. They're just no. It's it's just time and companionship, and that's the whole wink, wink, nod, nod thing. Right. With the sex industry across the board. Right. Um, but they're actually holding true to it, and only men, only men would try to run that racket. Really, mm. you know, chalk it up to one more thing that men are bad at: whoring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's much more, but yes, one more thing. One more thing, right. That men are bad at. So, or... so they're, they'll say, "Oh, I'm just here for yeah. time and companionship," and then when presented with the client, they will just have time and companionship. Yeah, yeah. Which is what and she experienced she hooker gate. Now she said that she, there was a <laughs> there was a part of the story because I said like, "What would you? 
What are you looking? For? By the way, first of all, you said that. Hey, man, it's on the internet. We're going yeah, there. Like, <laughs> you said, yeah, you. Like, I mean, I'll follow you down that hole. But, you, know, you have to be the one to lead the way on that one. <laughs> I, I imagined, like, because you said intelligence is a big thing for you. Yeah. I imagined that for you, you'd walk into the bar and there'd be a guy sitting there reading. Oh, I'm just sitting here reading Chomsky. What's that? <laughs> oh, yes, we could have sex. Sure. You know, you're like, oh, is that is, is it for you? Is it like. Is that is really that hilarious if, if, if you had if you had if the guy was the most awkward role play ever actually I feel like I've done more awkward but 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 is it like would the guy have to like prove that he was intelligent first no, like you you don't have to prove you're intelligent it's just the way the the man holds himself and the way he speaks and the way he treats me that he doesn't cut you off no he doesn't right right. <laughs> um yeah you don't you, you don't have to prove it it just is you easy you so you would want to you don't so you if there was like a service where they're actually like really intelligent people who also but you might want to not want to fuck those people unfortunately right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would take a average looking intelligent man any day over a really beautiful dumb guy so basically, I hired from the same service I used when I was out of town, and um, he was not good at his job. He didn't do his job. What? He had no intentions of doing his job. And then seemed annoyed with me. It, it, it was very... And was rude and insulting. And, and ate my granola bar. Like, took liberties. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... Can we get more details of what this means? I mean, he, he just, he seemed annoyed that he was there. Um, and when we went to the room, he just, yeah, he was just annoyed that he was there. And, and you know, had only been doing it like a couple of weeks and had only taken like, he was like, well, I, you know, I take a 65-year-old woman to a tennis game. Like, that that's what this is. Like, so... It, 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 and basically, this the luckiest man on earth fucking hits the lottery and gets paid to fuck this woman. <laughs> And then, it's and then like, it's annoyed. I have to have sex. What? Yeah. So needless to say, it didn't happen. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry. I have to ask more <laughs> questions here. So you go, but you said we're going to go up to the room now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he went. And he was like, well, okay, I don't know what this is about, but all right. No, we, <laughs> basically. I mean, we, I mean we, had, we had talked about it, but he went because I think he felt obligated to and then just was annoyed that he was there so that I wasn't feeling it. So I'm like, you can just go and it's fine. Okay. Yeah. It, it was all very awkward. It was very awkward. He was not good at his job. Oh, okay. I thought there was like some sort of like mechanical problem. Oh, there was that too. Oh, there was that too. So then you said you can go. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty much done. And then he's trying to, like, make me feel better. And I go downstairs to have a cigarette, and he's, like, following me. And I was like, you can really just leave now. What was he saying to try to make you feel better? I don't remember. I had, like, three bourbons. <laughs> that sounds very, and very... And I, I didn't want to hear anything that he was, he right. was saying. You were done anyway. with him. I was done. I was, I was just... The, the fact that he came into the situation... Presenting that he was annoyed. Right. That that he was even there. Right. Was, and I ex had explained to the service, I was like, look, it's my 40th birthday. I'm buying this, this for a, a present for myself. Like, you know, I just want to have fun. Right. And he comes in 
like he couldn't even be bothered. I would never, ever do that to one of my clients. Sure. Ever. You know, it's very important for me to create a sincere and memorable experience for them because I realize how much money they're putting into it. You know, I have clients who, who save their pennies to see me. Right. So. And it's important for you to, to get yeah. something out of it too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it just didn't really go well. And then, so I'm outside smoking a cigarette and Laura finds me and she was still in the bar with Elena. <laughs> well, cause we were, we had, we had come up there to like hang out with her beforehand and like, yeah. you know, hype her up for it. And then when we left, because he was showing up, we decided it was, like, we were like, let's just have one more drink. And then, like, one more drink turned into, like, well, their time is almost up, so we should have another drink, like, just in case. Sure. In case, like, something, and we're like, if it goes well, if she wants to talk, like, then this way we're still right here. And, yeah, Laura happened to go out for a cigarette when they were out having a cigarette. Yeah. And we were like, oh, good, because we're still in the bar. You should come meet us, which, thankfully, we were. Yeah. So then she sends the service a text. They call me. I don't particularly want to talk to them. I do. Made it off like it was fine. You made it off like it was fine. I, I was just, I was kind of You were done with it. Right? I wrote a very strongly worded text. I was whatever at this point. <laughs> and um, was, was it in the morning that we start tweeting? No, we started that night. We did. Because okay. then in the morning, I was like, because that night I actually said at one point, I was like, let's stop this for now and let's pick this up at a better hour. Mm. And so in the morning, I was like, hey guys, remember that topic that we were dropped last night? If we wanted to wait for an hour, wouldn't it be seen? Time to pick that back up. <laughs> and, and then like I, Sophia got in. Sophia got like, in. Like Sybil got in. All over the there were doms in Australia. There were doms in South Africa. There were doms all over Europe. Yeah, hey, I remember one point, like in the morning when we started tweeting. I saw tweets from like it was like um, uh, Lynette and Sophia had both been. And I was like, oh good, Chicago and Copenhagen are awake and on this. I was like, let's go, guys. <laughs> and you named names. Yeah. Oh, we added them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was funny because people actually then, my phone started going nuts with everybody just sending me screenshots of them getting blocked by the service. <laughs> what, what did they say? Did they address this at all? They did. They did the fall. So my birthday is October 31st. So oh. then the whole day it was brunching and tweeting. And then it was the following day. I, the, my phone kept blowing up and, and it was the owner of the service and he and I talked and he was like, I thought you were fine. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I decided I wasn't fine. Right. And what happened really was not okay. And he was like, look, I'll, he's like, I'll, I'll give you your money back. He was like, I'll, I'll give you your money back. He was like, but under one condition. And I said, what's that? And he's like, that you make it stop. <laughs> And I was like, as much as I would like to control the entire BDSM community, I am and I am unable to do that. Right. <laughs> but I will, if you give me my money back, you know, put out a tweet that you've made it right and that we should all shut up now. Right. Which I did. Right. He, he yeah. refunded my money, and and we all we all quieted down. This is sort of like though. This happens all the time when a company or someone does something terrible. Then they get called out on the bullshit, and then they're willing to, quote, do the right thing mm. after mm. the damage has been done. And they wouldn't probably wouldn't have normally done it, right? I mean, we don't know because you yeah, didn't... it took you... two days of, like, right. the entire yeah. Dom community. Like, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I got I'm love on my it. 40th birthday. It just wasn't the love that I was expecting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, she got love. But I got, oh, I got love all, all over the world. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Um, but during the course of my the conversation with this guy, and I'm still fucking hungover from my my birthday bender, he proceeded to mansplain sex work to me, and I'm sitting there going, oh, "Shit, what did he say? Do I want my money back or do I want to be right? Like, which <laughs> is more important? What was he saying? Oh, just you know, we, we in in the contract there, you know, it's time and companionship only, and I was like, really, really. It's the wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to blow up your shit. Don't blow up mine. We're, it, it's it's all very wink, wink, nod, nod. Right. Like, every sex worker knows that. I'm sorry you didn't explain it to your guy. He's just using an out. And, and, and I'm sorry that you didn't tell your guy I know her. She's used the service before. Because his, his excuse was the, the guy... Because I told him that I was a dominatrix. So he thought that I was a cop trying to entrap him. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. He's not that smart either. Right. Um, and the microphone can pick up how hard I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it was a whole thing, and I decided not to be right and to get my money back. <laughs> so um, it was really a painful experience for me on that one. I really <laughs> wanted to be right. Did you have you considered going somewhere? I how how do you how do you like if, if I'm sure again, someone is going to listen to this and offer to buy you this uh, uh, this experience again. Mm. You know this is going to happen, right? Because someone's going to, or there's a guy who does this for a living, or at least says he does this for a living. I'm sure there'll be a lot of guys who say they do this for a living and try to comp you. Don't believe them. <laughs> uh, and they're like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'll give you a freebie, <laughs> right? Yeah, sex yeah. worker to sex worker, right? <laughs> He's quickly building his own website right now. <laughs> Like all those guys who contacted me about castration after you gave me the brudism. They did? Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, 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 so they don't, the only emails I get, I mean, I'll get emails from like people who are sincerely like, hey, I didn't know I was, you know, I thought I was alone. I, I'll get those types of emails. Every now and again, I'll get an email from someone saying, hey, you really got to ask them about their feet more, you know, but it's very mm. rare. And I don't even reply to those, right? And right. I've even made fun of them on the podcast. So they kind of stopped. But I never thought about like the other end of that that it's that it that it will get. It comes to us. It makes me paranoid about my editing now. Like, what if I <laughs> left something in that was like, you shouldn't have left that thing about apricots. I'm getting apricots sent to, <laughs> mailed to me from everywhere. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty great. <laughs> Pre-squished or something. Sure. There we go. I mean, not like too many because I can only eat so many and they go bad. Very sure. Quickly, but, you know. That's what a food dehydrator is for. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, a case is being shipped to your apartment right, right now. Right. <laughs> you own stock in the biggest apricot company in the... <laughs> I'm just going to go to the dungeon and be like, apricots for everyone! <laughs> Well, I'm very sorry about that experience. Oh. It made for a good story, it though. It made for a really good story. And right. in hindsight, it's it's one of my favorites. It really is. And you named the guy? The my guy's, favorite. like you said, it was Phil? Or you just named the service? No, no, we named the service. Okay. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying, did you name the guy as well? Like, oh, never pick Phil. Yeah. You, so don't pick he, Phil. As a sex worker, like, so many of the things that he did that we were all just, like, offended as sex workers. Right. Yeah. I would never do that. I would never take that kind of liberty in the client. Like, yeah, I would never do that to you. I would never say, like, how did, like, he was 
sex worker bad name. Yeah. <laughs> it was the granola bar that kind of set that, me off. But he, what, when he, he ate, just ate a granola bar out of my mini bar without asking. And then left it half eaten there. So the next day I discovered it, but I like leaned back and put my hand on it. And I was like, one? No, I would never, I would never leave never. trash in their space. That is theirs. I, and you've allowed me to enter your space. That is a huge honor. And I'm not going to dishonor it like that. Sure. And then also the fact that you just fucking like, how dare you? Like, I would never be like, just take the liberty of going. Like if someone said I could have something like, yes, great. Or like, you know, if I wanted something like I might ask, like, do you mind if I grab a bottle of water? Like, but how dare you just assume and just spend someone else's money like I like. I don't care if it's only like seven dollars, but also it's probably yeah. like a seven dollar fun granola like, bar. Like, but still, the money. like it's it's not about the money; it's about the liberties taken. Yeah, and then the owner, when he was like, he's like, oh, you got so upset about the granola bar, and I was like, yeah, I, was, I said it, it was really rude, and he was like, come on, he's like. He's used to a higher caliber of client. Jesus Christ. That wouldn't care. And I was like, you and I both know it's the ones with all the money mm-hmm. that care the most. Right. Yeah. I like, it's so the many points that I could totally see having lost their shit. If yeah. Do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or worth millions of dollars. Yes, but it's the fact that you're spending their money without asking. Yeah. 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 I was like, let's not even play that game. The liberty that was taken there. Yeah. I. Think that I smell a new podcast <laughs> where you guys review male sex workers, <laughs> ruin their lives forever, <laughs> but make the world a better place. Take your dick and go home. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Uh, so, Twitter questions here. Uh, would you or Megan, this is to both of you, of course, mm. ever consider starring in your own reality show, like a normal non-sexual show like Gold Rush or Million Dollar Listings? I don't know what those are, but I assume it's clearly capitalist propaganda. I know with names like list that. Time. Yeah, I don't know with, Gold Rush, but I know Million Dollar Listings. Uh, to demystify and shed light on the normal day, daily life of Adam, I bet it would be super interesting and a smashing success. I mean, I don't know why anybody would want to watch me sit in my underwear on my couch and watch American Ninja Warrior. Like, why is that interesting? I mean, honestly, I could see tons of reasons. <laughs> right. like, I feel like that's a fucking smash bit right there. I think you answered your own question. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean why no one would want to? question is, what would you then do with your massive fame that happens right. overnight? Like, how would you handle it? In fact, probably a pay-per-view. Probably <laughs> pay-per-view, right, right. But would you be game for that reality show? No, because I I don't yeah. think that it, it could ever be done well. Yeah. I think I think anything revol- revolving around sex work um, or anything alternative is always going to be sensation sensationalized, right. and it, it, it will never come off as accurate. Right. I mean, if it could, maybe, but I I don't see that happening anytime in the near future yeah also there's a reason why there's a big difference between documentary series and reality shows right so yeah i feel like a reality show no matter what the topic is never meant to be any way tastefully done or flattering to the people on it yeah so no matter how much you try like i just feel like it'd be impossible yeah i'd do a documentary yeah a documentary with the right with the right people yes yes if only you knew a filmmaker <laughs> you should do it. You should totally do it. Yeah, I, we'll just I, do it. yeah. I um, it, early on in my career, I I was asked. I was like tapped to be a part of a reality series. <laughs> oh God! 
Okay, yeah, well, so it wasn't sold to me as a reality show. I was told it was a sketch comedy. Oh, okay. And then when the pilot aired, I found out, because I wasn't in the pilot, because each person was, like, getting their own episode thing, right. so I wasn't in the pilot. And then when the pilot aired, I it came out, like, I found out, that's when I found out it was a reality show. And it was really bad, because it was funny, because when it came out... Everyone was really upset about it. Like, this is terrible. And I wanted to go to the defense of the person and be like, guys, obviously it's a comedy. Like, this right. is clearly not the way. And then that person came out and was like, I worked really hard with the producers to make sure that this was done properly and exactly, like, to show it true to life. And I was like, oh. And then, uh, yeah, they, I, I did, like, a couple of interviews with, like, because they were, like, shopping around Showtime and stuff. And, like, I did a couple of interviews with them about stuff and, like, they really just kept trying to, like, pick at gossipy things. Right. And, like, I was really going out of my way to be as bland and boring as possible and is very, like, I'm not going to... I was Switzerland. I was like... Right, right. They were like, who do you... What don't you like? I know I love everyone I work with. Like, right. It's a great industry, and I want, no, like, nothing bad on anyone. Like, right. <laughs> And then they were still like, we want you. But then, like, when it started to, like, really gain momentum and they started to, like, figure out sponsors and stuff... Then they realized they hadn't gotten the proper paperwork from oh, God. all of us. Like, they missed a couple of things. And a bunch of us refused to sign anything else. And so they couldn't use any of it. Wah, wah. Mm, but yeah, I'm like, that was a real life lesson for me. So since then, I like I don't even talk to the mainstream media. Like, right. I, I, I keep my head down with that stuff. Because I'm like, it's never... Because you can't control their message, right? Yeah, it's mm. never meant to be flattering. Uh why such hatred for Delaware? Fuck Delaware. Fuck Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> so this, oh, you want to stack your answer? I mean, I, I have a theory. I have a theory, but what? <laughs> so this, okay, so this is this is this question is coming from one of my favorite clients. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> very upset with me about some comments I made about Delaware. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really? It was when we were going to D.C. Yeah, yeah. We were on the bus and we were driving through Delaware. And I was, I tweeted, I was like, is there anything sadder than Delaware? <laughs> and it was like, like people were responding like Iowa. <laughs> we had a little back and forth about Nebraska. Right. We decided it was not the worst. Like, <laughs> Definitely sadder states than Nebraska, but like you know. Delaware. Yeah, Delaware. <laughs> See, he's been harping on the whole Delaware thing for what a good like two years now. Yeah, it's been a while since we went to DC. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just you know I'm just an asshole on the internet. Um, <laughs> Delaware was there. Yeah, Delaware it was, was there. there. Okay. I mean, like Delaware was asking for Delaware. it. Like, Delaware was so asking. Delaware was so wearing a short skirt. I and had been drinking well, too much. So, and also, Delaware, when you enter the state of Delaware. There used to be a billboard, <laughs> and it's my favorite billboard in the history of billboards, and it literally just says, nothing else, no fine print, no nothing else, Delaware is number one in abortions. Oh, God. And I have so many questions. Right. <laughs> Are they the best? Do they have the highest rate, the lowest rate? Like, this is really interesting. Like, it really depends on your point of view. Like, how are they number one? Like, I think it just says that even people from Delaware don't want more Delawareans. Exactly. I mean, like, the right. fact that, like, you have to assume they mean it has the highest rate. And for being one of the smallest states, 
Sure. Like, having that many people that are just like, dear God, I don't want to raise a child in Delaware. Right. <laughs> like, that says a lot. Like, I don't need to know much about the state other than what they've just told me. They don't have any more room. <laughs> so there, there are two other follow-up questions from the same person. Mm -hmm. What's your fascination with glitter? It makes everything pretty. Okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> Dumb. Now I have to re I have to read this in the way I believe that they intended. Uh purple? Really? Seriously? Yeah, we're dyeing his hair purple in September. Oh, okay. So these yeah. are all inside jokes. These are all yeah, he really he enjoys putting inside jokes on my night flirt for when he gives me good reviews. He he enjoys the the inside jokes. Okay. So yes, last year we dyed his hair pink. I took him to my hometown to see my colorist, who I've been seeing for 20 years. Right. And she was thrilled. And we did pink. And so this year, the trip up, up north, is to do purple. By the way, this guy doesn't even live in Delaware. No, He's no. just really, like, offended on behalf of yeah, people yeah, from no, he Delaware. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an empathetic person. Delawareans were just like, meh. They're like, yeah. They're like, oh, you got us. Like, I mean, she has a point there. This is a really good one. It's really mm. good. Seriously, what can the... I'm going to change just a little bit, but uh, seriously, what can the average person, fan, participant who appreciates sex workers do about... Now, they said Costa. Oh, we meant Fosta. Yeah. Fosta, Sesta, and keep a low profile. How can they help while at the same time keeping a low profile? Sign the petitions. Um, just call their senators like these are things that people don't publicly need to know that you're doing right um also just defend it even keeping a low profile like you can talk about it with people that you know don't know that you're into kink or whatever like no sex workers use it uh the angle of the first amendment it's you know internet censorship by coercion uh bring up that when you tighten laws on sex work the violence rates against women in general goes up um, talk about how it, it, because, you know, that is because it's putting a law out there that says that women don't have autonomy over their own bodies. Thus, we are lower. Thus, we don't deserve respect. Like, there are lots of angles that you can talk about this from without specifically saying, I heart sex workers. Right. Like, you can just say that women have the right to do whatever they want with their own bodies. The internet shouldn't be coerced into a corner. You know, there are lots of things. Talk about how, you know, we have people in power that are, you know, making fun of the Me Too movement while they have almost 20 women that have, you know, brought charges against them or accused them of, you know, assaults. And now we're still saying that women can't have it. Also bring up how it doesn't actually help trafficking victims. Trafficking victims are against it. Law enforcement is against it. There are all sorts of things you can bring up. It Even just if you really want to take a moral high ground... You can even talk about how the streets are now again filled with streetwalkers. Um, and for the the microphone can't see me do air quotes. I'm not actually degrading women in that way. Um, to use that terminology, I'm saying you know if you want to take it, go that way about it because now like they've been kicked off the internet. Now they have to go into the streets where pimps are you know going after them, yeah. and pimps are taking control which are just the lowest forms of life you know these leeches that feed off of women for jobs that they can't do right um that's how you can go about it complain that now there are like hookers on your street you know and like the city's been cleaned up like take whatever angle you need there are a million that you can go after without outing yourself direct action gets the goods and you can also there are there are, i know there are places who have been that have been set up specifically so you can donate 
to them without it being on your own so that, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. There are a couple of them. Um, uh, they're pretty far lefty organizations, but they're all mm. like, they do the same thing. It's mm. a, you know, there, there are, there, thankfully there are groups now because of all the, uh, the bad fascism, we'll get to the good fascism here shortly, but the, uh, where if you want to donate, you can donate it to one place and it'll go to several different locations. And you can say, oh, I want it to go to this, this or this. Mm-hmm. It'll donate directly to them on your behalf. They won't take a cut themselves. And then you can, because if you donate, there are some organizations, if you donate, you get put on a list. Mm-hmm. If you donate, yeah. if you're a member of the IWW or if you donate to Black Lives Matter or BDS, you're going to be on a list somewhere. Yeah. And so this kind of helps you get around that. So yeah. we'll find links and we'll put them on this episode. Oh, perfect. There you go. Um, also, you can help your sex workers that you like by sessioning. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just send the money if you're worried that, you know, people are having trouble making money. There are a lot of people out there that are totally lost, have nowhere to advertise, that don't have the years and following that we have. There are a lot of newer girls that all they had was these things that are being shut down and being targeted. Mm-hmm. Just send them a gift rocket. Yeah. You know, something that is discreet, or if they like PayPal or Venmo, like something discreet, or just even drop them or off an cash. Amazon, an Amazon gift card that you yeah. can go buy at a Dwayne Reed. Yeah, and you know, it's like a Dwayne Reed receipt. It's right. Like nobody knows that you're you're actually getting an Amazon gift card, and send her that. Yeah, you know, she can you know, buy she basic necessities yeah. through Amazon. So. so she buys her toilet paper there, so she has yeah. more money allocated to go to her rent. You know, exactly. There are lots of things you can do without outing yourself. Yeah, there's some really so other people have done a lot of really good blog posts, long form blog posts on how you can help. And we'll, we'll link to those in this uh, episode as well. Um, the uh, EFF, Electronic Frontier Foundation, has done a lot of stuff to help for privacy for sex workers and stuff like that. So, okay, so ask the question that someone asked. Uh, okay, so clearly I'm the interviewer now. Um, I can, or you can have me your phone. I can read it. Has commandeered your podcast. <laughs> That's quite right. Commandeered your podcast. <laughs> right. Um, how have you changed as professional dominance over the course of your careers? Do you still enjoy the same things as you did when you began? Um, I'd say I definitely have changed a bit, but I wouldn't say that like certain things have gone away. Um, they've just evolved. You know, um, like when I first started, there are things that I hated that I now like. Like, I hated role play when I first started. I thought, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, God. I was so, I was so like, I just want to be like, I mean, I just want to do crazy, sadistic, like, medical stuff. I just want to, like, beat people bloody. And everyone was just like, you look like the girl next door. I want you to play my babysitter. And I was like, I'll stab you in the heart. But <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, when I was at Jasmine's, it was a joke. It was like, I'm role play, girl. Like, anytime someone came up for role play, I was like, Allie is going to take it. Like, of course. Gonna fucking pick me. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Um. Oh, God. It's been such an interesting ride. Um, I've gotten into things that I never thought I would get into, like blood play and, and, and medical play. And, you know, I was scared of needles and when I first started. And now it's, it's a huge thing for me. Um, as I'm transitioning out of being a professional, because I session very rarely, you'd mm-hmm. be fucking interesting to get me in a room with you. <laughs> I just don't have the patience um, anymore. Um, so I've been including, um, holistic energy work into my, 
into my practice. So I just graduated from Reiki in April and have been incorporating that into my sessions, um, which has been really interesting. <laughs> so I don't know anything about it. Okay. Give me the dumb guy version. The dumb guy version. Which is probably what you've been doing all night anyway, is... but give me the dumb guy version. <laughs> so um, Reiki is energy. Um, it's, it's an energy exchange and BDSM is an energy exchange, uh, cause energy doesn't cease from being, it just changes shape. So it's really just flowing the energy through the body and into another body. Um, yes. So how does this, like you have a question. I have tons of questions. So I have so many questions. <laughs> so I, I also have to say it's almost midnight. Don't make me Reiki you. I have to say, it's almost midnight. So, yeah, so we have to really. Yeah, we really do. Because Todd's been in there with the dog for a long time. It's probably hotter <laughs> than hell in there. probably going to kill us. Right. Yeah. So, um, so what, is, uh, what does that look like in a kink? How, how does that. I mean, first off, how does that look like in a non kink sense? Okay, in a non kink sense, um, you lay down on the massage table fully clothed, and I'm fully clothed, and you take a nap, and I do stuff. I kind of look at your body, see where you need energy, and she just like, had the shifty eyes thing. I do stuff. <laughs> I do stuff. I'm like, come on, you. If you're you lucky, you wake up again. I, I, you know, look at your body, see where your body needs energy, mm -hmm. and it, and it's a hands-on energy modality. It's like a yoga with another person type yeah. of thing. And then you'll take it out, and then I'll wake you up in an hour, and you'll feel better. That sounds good. Yeah, no, it's kind of nice. I could go for a nap. Yeah, Who yeah. Couldn't go for a nap. Just take a nap. And then, and then with. And how does that? How do you incorporate that with kink? Usually, I do a lot of encasement. So mm -hmm. usually, when they're in the body bag or encased or something like that, I mean, there's only so much Instagram. So. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you're getting this big smile on your face. Right? Like, like, you must really. I may as well just like break you, but do not break you, somebody, when you're in a latex bodysuit because that is just miserable. My body gets very hot. Mm -hmm. You get very, very hot because there's so much going on. And I'm just like, the first time I did it, I was in latex. And I'm just sweating and I'm like, <laughs> all on the floor. And Is he's in... you wearing my bodysuit? Yeah. <laughs> I washed it. Just checking. Fine. Um, so it's it's actually nice, but it it, it, it fucks you up. It really does. Um, from all of the energy from just the BDSM scene and then the Reiki energy coming into it. It's a lot. I know, we were talking earlier, and when you mentioned it, you, your your eyes lit up a little bit. Yeah. So it was like I was like, "That's really awesome. I'm glad mm -hmm. you got that. That's really good." Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, it sounds like something you, we could probably talk for an hour on in and of yeah, itself. Probably, yeah, we'll, we'll do another. We'll do, yeah, when, we'll do it I, totally. When I figure it out, when I figure it out, it's it's still very new. I'm really enjoying combining the two, because um, it's just a different kind of energy exchange, mm -hmm. and. Combining the two has been a really lovely experience. I bet. <laughs> like, well, I mean, okay. Can you give me like an example? Like, like how has it been really interesting? Because that was not a, you didn't, you, you didn't say it's been a very interesting experience. You said it's been a very interesting experience. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I could put it into words yet. Um, you ever seen an interview with a vampire? Yeah. Okay, you know when Brad Pitt transitions over to being a vampire, mm -hmm. and he opens his eyes and the sculpture moves? The whole the universe is different. The right. whole universe is different. Right. That's what it's like. That's, that's the best way I can think of to All describe right. it. You just see things in a different light. Now, when you were mm -hmm. taking the... When you, when you started getting into this, mm -hmm. were you 
immediately thinking, oh, I got to combine this, obviously. No. No? No, not at all. This this was just, I had a, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And I took a class and then, you know, a year later, here we are. Right. Um, but as I continued to go on and, and progress, it seemed like the natural progression for my life. Right. Well, I hope you do write about it. Uh, I might. <laughs> and it's possible you'll have written about it by this time this goes live. Probably. And we might have a link in there. If not, <laughs> you, we'll still have your contact info so someone can find out. Because yeah. This sounds really, really... And also, the, the stuff that's harder to put into words is also sometimes the most interesting, too. So mm. it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't always necessarily need to be combined. Right. So, uh, yeah, I do a lot of great Reiki sessions that are just Reiki sessions. Right. And I do a lot of great BDSM sessions that are just, just BDSM. BDSM. But if you get me in a BDSM session right now, you, I'll probably Reiki you. I, I will inadvertently Reiki you. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. She tries to Reiki me all the time. Yeah, it freaks her out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to rake me right now? <laughs> She's always like, let me in. I'm like, never. Not <laughs> after the incident. There, yes, was an incident. there was an incident. It was on my birthday, too. Yeah, she tried to rake me. It did not look like it was going well for her. This is... It sounds I like... I feel like, everything. People should be on, like, red alert when it's your birthday, it sounds like. It's like... <laughs> it sounds like there's always, like, an international incident. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, All yeah. Right. So, so, let me ask you right now to come back to talk about when you have the words when i have the words to come back and talk about it yeah because i remember when when you said when we were talking earlier you said yeah i've only been on once i'm like that can't be true yeah that can't totally be true well now you could be like like the uh eventually be part of the five timers club and then (laughs) we'll talk about all all about reiki and when i when i figure out how that looks because we have to do it before october though your birthday, be my birthday because she'll, she'll get be fucked up. Incident. You'll be in yeah. like in a government black site or something like that. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll begin work on my site and then. Uh, so let's we'll talk about your 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 uh, fascism. <laughs> I remember I saw it because I looked at your Twitter profile because I, I always try to learn a little bit more about someone, yeah. and it said it's fascist femdom, fascist femdom, and um, I I, I was. T- telling Saad beforehand, I've said, you know, I, I'm going to have to tell her what side she's going to be on because <laughs> we're communists and, you know, we got to find out this now because it would be a shame if we're going to be natural enemies when the whole thing collapses. Um, so, well, see, I only believe in fascism in, you know, imaginary, like in, in a BDSM context, right, right, in right. the fantasy world. Like, right. I actually, I tweeted from Fascist Pub the other day. I was like, I really missed when fascism was just a taboo. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it was a taboo kink, a taboo role play. Right. Right. <laughs> when so it isn't our normal. really killing my boner over here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. When the world wasn't actually going fascist. You probably like bought that. the domain name long before. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Yeah, like fascist femdom has been like I bought the domain name like a year or two before I actually did anything with it, and it's right. already been like two and a half years of, of or maybe it's like three and a half years now of like fascist femdom right. has like existed, and then like fascism really like there was a point like last year where people started being like, can you not include me in Follow Fridays with this anymore? Right. Because fascists were picking up, and I was like, 
Yeah, I had to, like, put out a couple statements and right. being like, yeah, please don't tie other people to me unnecessarily. Like, you know, da, da, da. like, every so often I have to remind people that I'm not actually a fascist. Right, right, right. <laughs> that it's actually just, um, so the whole fascist fandom thing is based on Mussolini's autobiography. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually really enjoy history, so sure. I, was, I was reading it. Um, and, and one day, like, I was just, I don't know, I was annoying a friend, basically, and I just was like, you know what? I'm going to commit marketing suicide because I can. Right. And I, like, went on Twitter, and I, like, redid my Twitter, and I was like, this Twitter has been taken over by a fascist regime. <laughs> right. I'm just, like, throwing out fascist rhetoric all right. day. Like, I own the labor force. <laughs> right. Like, order and discipline. <laughs> and that... And that, now you've got, like, videos? Is that what you've, yeah, you've so done? Yeah, so now Matches Not Know is a, it's a clip store um, where I... It's actually... So the whole idea is that it's my, my country is a, a fascist country mm-hmm. where women are in charge. So women own everything. And sure. women can do whatever the fuck we want. And the idea is that I'm like, a lot of fascism runs really well with BDS, with femdom. Sure. You know, I was like, it actually, like, the two are very much a similar thing. And so when people get upset, I'm like... When you're upset about me, like, having a fascist country where, like, women are in charge, we own the labor force, which is our slaves. Right. Remember that you own slaves. Right. <laughs> like, because this is actually, there's a real fetish for it. I mean, there's, there's like, yeah. a lot of people who will write serious, I mean, long-form stories about this, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I like people dressed in military gear and, like, the fact that I can say that I'm a dictator and I don't have to listen to anyone else. Right. You own people. Right. So, you know, you really, like, moral high ground. Right, exactly. Where, where right. You stand. Right. <laughs> So, but I can totally understand why people would be like, um, because yeah. when it's real, I feel like they're mad because yeah, like fascism right. is also you know a um, like well you know I'm basing it on World War Two stuff versus sure, you know, they're right. going on Civil War stuff. Right. So I mean, while I won't go so far as to say that that you know slavery hasn't been a thing, but you know technically by when they're looking at it that way in like a history book manner, it appears like they're doing something that was I'm like. I'm like, you're really not so far off from what I'm doing. Right, Right, exactly. All of Femdom, I was like, it just, it fits well. Like, I'm not actually a fascist. Right, I didn't assume. Yeah, Um, people do. People get upset. Um, We had European friends that were like, is she fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, my Finnish sister was a little worried. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, it's just, it's you know, it started as marketing suicide. So... Um, because I have a military fetish. But there are... I mean, this is a thing. This is a... I mean, this is a real thing. I, I mean, I mean, I have, yeah, I I have friends weird, who... I get some weird emails. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so what started out as a lark has become yeah, a whole yeah. new thing for Yeah, you. I'm like... And I love it because it's my, it's my country where sure. women can do whatever the fuck they want. So. I'm the major general. Yes, yeah, she oh. <laughs> so is. Oh, I have dog tags. Oh, wow, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. Like, and I'm a brigadier general. She's like... Do you realize that makes my rank higher? Is it okay that I'm like, dude, I already, I'm already the fucking dictator. I run the country. Of course you can run my army right. for me. Like, you're just taking that off my shoulders. And so, which I have an army called the Black Stiletto Army. Um, because Mussolini called his army the Black Shirts. Right. Mine's the Black Stilettos. Um, because, again, it's all based. I'm like, I'm Italian. Sure. You know, like, it works. Right, right. So, <laughs> It all fits, but yeah, not actually a fascist. But the whole idea is that we, like, the men are there just as whatever we deem them to be. Mostly livestock and, like, you know, the, they're they're doing the labor. Like, sure. Like, we can do whatever we want with them. Um, so it's actually 
really what the point of it is, is that in my country, women do whatever they please. So I created the space as, or the, you know, the site as a space for doms to be able to do the things that they love most. Right. Um, because I, so being, you know, early on in my career, I was the role play girl. And then I was, you know, my, my videos, like no matter what I did on my clip store for a long time, whenever I tried to do anything that actually involved another person or causing them pain would not fucking sell my life right. depended on it. Right. But POVs, I sell like crazy. Like that's my bread and butter. But when I would hurt someone or do something with another save on someone else's store, it would sell really well. And I would totally like, I, this is what my sessions look like. But my videos, for some reason, like my core clientele got real, like that store got really pigeonholed. I could not get them to transfer over. Right. So I realized this happens to a lot of people, not just me. So I'm like, what is the thing that you never get to do? Because then I like started getting hired by other companies. They're like, we just want you to talk. Like I literally right. was hired for a weekend to go shoot for this company. And like I was there with another dom and half the time they wanted her to do a bunch of things and me to stand there and narrate it. <laughs> like, the David Attenborough. <laughs> I mean, she pink. was like, you're the Morgan Freeman of my life. Like, right. I was, there are worse things. Right. I'm just like, there's one where she's like fucking this guy, like, and she's got him like she's pile driving him, and I'm standing here smoking a cigarette and jerking off my right. dick, just being like, that's right, pound his right. ass, like she's like whipping him, and I'm standing here having a drink, like watching him, like I bet that whip hurts, doesn't it? Like right. they literally right. were just like, that's what you're known for is your verbal, and I was like, but but I have other skills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I wanted to create this and like, and a lot of times I was like, yeah, I never do this because all my clients with this, but I love this thing. I'm like, what is the thing you love or what is the thing that you really wish you could do more? This is the place to do it. And the nice thing about that is that it's, if it's the thing they really like to do, those are usually the better, mm -hmm. that's the better content because, mm -hmm. yeah, and then I feel like I'm getting the best of both worlds. Like as a pornographer, like I get them doing the thing that they're, they're going to give me the best scene. And as a dom, like, it feels great to be able to tell my friends, like, do the thing that you love. Like, right. Because that's what everyone wants to hear. Yeah. And, like, let's all have fun. Like, this is, come to my country, join my army, and just do whatever the fuck you want. And once, <laughs> and once actual fascism has been normalized here even more, you can do a new one based on the Paris Commune. There we go. You've done, done a deal. Yeah. Do we have to think of a URL for that? Yeah. yeah. Workers of the world, kinksters of the world unite. I don't know. Well, you know. We'll workshop it for we'll a while. Figure out. Yeah, figure out. It's late, retired. Yeah. Right, right. But I really need we're not going to come up with genius a, right now. Well, what I really need next is a German friend and a Chinese friend on like and like a Japanese friend, and I need to um, create the axis of evil. There's like we used to joke about. Um, we used to tell Anli that she was going to have to start pretending she was Japanese. So we, right. <laughs> we're like, like you're going to have to start because we need the axis of evil. Like, right. Like God damn it. Like, <laughs> This is what I really need, is my own axis of evil. Right. Like, that would be perfect. Life goals. <laughs> Will happen. Well, I can't wait to have you both back to talk about how this interview went horribly wrong for you afterwards. <laughs> uh, I guarantee I'm going to get people asking about the Reiki stuff even more, so... Yeah. You've set a precedent, so you have to come back to talk All about right, it. I'll so. come back. Actually, one of, one of your fans was, was one of my... Crash test dummies in my Reiki three. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. So since something positive came mm -hmm. from it, see, it's not all bad. Well, I knew him before the Massacast. But... It's not all bad. <laughs> yeah. I knew him before, I but he loves your podcast. Terrible show. things come out of my. Oh, it's going to be this great, great. live. Oh, it's going to be great. Trust yeah. me. I but... mean, I'm already a fascist, so like I have weird enough shit going on as it is. It sounds like you got multiple 
tentacles of, of, of weirdness that happen. He just likes to go on the internet and just search Just poke. Just poke. <laughs> but yeah, this is a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me.